0: You know, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to see just how divided we are as a people. Any passing glance at the news or social media will tell you that we are a deeply, deeply divided nation. And I think what's particularly disturbing about this is that much of this division is being driven by Christians. People who bear the name of a man who the scriptures say loved the entire world without exception, even his enemies who killed him. It seems today that Christianity is seen as a group of petty, small-minded people who only love their own people. And really, by own people, I mean even the people just in their denomination, the people that think the exact way they do. What's really weird is a lot of people, a lot of Christians, see being small-minded as like a point of pride. But what if Jesus was God's way of trying to open us up to a larger understanding of who God is? What if this desire to section ourselves off from the world is actually killing us? What if our separation from other religions, other denominations, and even our atheist brothers and sisters, what if that's actually doing damage to our souls? What if our pride in remaining divided and small-minded for Jesus is actually completely antithetical to the mission of Jesus? So in the book of Acts, there's this really interesting uh, story where we read of one of Jesus' closest followers dealing with these very questions. Peter is walking along and he's evangelizing through different towns and different areas talking about this love of Jesus. And he comes to a place, and simultaneously, the story is talking about a man named Cornelius, who is a Roman. This Roman has heard the message of Jesus, has responded to the message of Jesus, and, see, and says, This is what I have been looking for. This is what I want to devote my life to. And Peter is in a different area, a different town, but he sends, Cornelius sends for Peter. And what's interesting. Uh, because he wants Peter to 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 baptize him into this faith, to to be a part of this group of people. And what's interesting about this is that he uh, he sends for Peter, and Peter, before the people can even get there to say this, he has he's up on the roof and he's sleeping, and he has this vision. And in this vision, he sees a blanket come down out of the sky. A sheet comes down out of the sky, and on this sheet are all sorts of animals, every type of animal under the sun and on the earth. And a voice says to Peter, Peter, get out, kill, and eat. Now this is a super interesting story, a super weird story. In the Jewish faith, then and even now, they have uh, things they are allowed to eat and animals they are not allowed to eat. But in this vision, Jesus tells Peter, Peter, get up, kill and eat. Do not call anything unclean that the Lord has made clean. It's easy to just sort of gloss over this. What if kill and eat isn't just about bacon? Like, what if kill and eat is about destroying our paradigm of us versus them? Like, what if kill and eat is about opening up our understanding that God loves all people equally, not just those that think like we do? Now, we have to understand the revolutionary nature of what's happening here. To the Jewish mind in the first century, the world was divided into only two groups, Jews and Gentiles. it's super easy for us 19 to 20 centuries removed from this to just dismiss this as two separate groups of people but to the Jewish mind then in the first century it meant that there were Jews and then literally everyone else on earth they were the special people the chosen and everyone else was separate The world was divided into a simple binary for them between Jew and non-Jew, clean and unclean, winner and loser. And in this one moment, Jesus tells Peter through a vision that that worldview is in fact untrue. Put yourself in Peter's shoes right there everything you've been taught your entire life, every single thing that you were different, you were special. God loved your people because you carried this label of being Jewish or Hebrew. That he loved you more than everyone else than all other groups of people on the earth. And in one moment the person you claim to follow in a vision says to you that's wrong. How would you take it? How would you accept that? Would you listen? It's easy for us to be remain sort of detached from it and go, yeah, of course, you know, if the Lord spoke to me, but what if the Lord is still speaking to you? What if he's trying to constantly get our attention? and telling us to stop dividing the world into Christians and non-Christians. This dream is, is calling Peter to a dramatic paradigm shift in his thinking. It would have completely rocked his world, transformed his entire life, and his entire way of seeing the world. God doesn't divide the world into winners and losers. With God, there is no us versus them. It is only we. 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 I don't think we can possibly understand what Jesus was doing in the Gospels if we continue to look at the world through a lens of winners and losers, us versus them, in, out. The letter of 1 John makes it very clear that if we don't love our brothers and sisters, we don't love God. That the way we love other people is the way we love God. You can't separate the two. It's not two different kinds of love. There's just love. And if we do not love every person on earth, we don't love God. In the entire life of Jesus and the passage from Acts show us that everyone is God's child. So everyone is our brother and our sister. This includes Democrats and Republicans. This includes Muslims, Hindus, Buddhists, This includes the people seeking refuge from the violence in their Central American countries, seeking safety in our borders. This includes your neighbor, your coworker, and your family member that you just can't stand to be around. The apostle makes this all very clear when he says, because of this glorious mystery called the Christ, Paul says, there is neither Jew nor Greek, slave or free, male or female, all are one in Christ. To the people reading that in the first century, they understood that Paul meant that all people on this earth are one because of the mystery of the Christ. You know, we might think we love God, But unless we love our fellow humans by showing them dignity and fighting for their justice, then it just is not true. To put it this way, as the great Thomas Merton said, without love for others, our apparent love for Christ is a fiction. It's fake. Folks, we're all one. Every single person going around this rock, floating around the sun. In this solar system every single person on this planet we are all one all of the differences that seem insurmountable are absolutely nothing when it comes to the vast history of this universe and Jesus showed up to model for us what it looks like to love everyone equally including our enemies does that make you uncomfortable it makes me uncomfortable think about it does that make you uncomfortable because the reality is it should